adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. If you're a homeowner living in the tri-state area, at one point or another, you'll most likely encounter some tree problems. Whether it's a neighbor's tree hanging over your property or an old tree that needs proper care, trimming, or removal, our buddy Jake DeMassey and the Alpine Tree Service team is your one-stop shop. For the past four years, Alpine Tree Service, Inc. has been a New York State leader in tree service and plant health care. They pride themselves on educating and training all of their associates to be the very best arborist in the industry. They are always equipped with state-of-the-art technology to get all tasks done as safely and efficiently as possible. Alpine Tree Service is focused on managing a sustainable woody landscape that enhances urban communities and strengthens your memories of home and business for generations to come. They are dedicated to industry-approved standards for proper pruning, safety, and tree care management. They recognize that beauty starts from within and aim to take a holistic approach to plant health care with organic products and solutions focused on creating lasting disease and insect resistance. Their certified arborists are university educated and industry trained with multiple certifications and all crew members are certified in CPR and first aid. Climbing and buckets crews are highly mechanized and use modern equipment and machinery, making tree work efficient and affordable. They pride themselves on safety and only perform work based on the ANSI standards for safety and tree work. Alpine Tree Service, Inc. is a family-owned business based in Hopewell Junction, New York. For more information, visit alpinetree.co. Again, that's alpinetree.co. From their family to yours, let's grow happy trees. We are back at the No Snooze podcast for episode 48 live from the Pirelli household. I love the location. I love what we got going on here. I wish everybody could see it, but this goes along with the theme of the episode and you happen to deal very well in these pressure situations, little stressful environments, anxiety, a little overwhelmed. So I think it ties in nice. If uh, maybe CV can get a pan shot, but basically we have a biodome to our left because we're doing a, uh, a renovation. We'll talk about that later. Um, baby toys off to the right corner, but the studio is our dining room table uh, donated by the Piro family. Wow. Uh, this was the this table we received donation. when we bought the house. It's a great table. It really is. Um, so how you been? You look good. Listen, man, I- I'm feeling a little bit like a pastor today. I don't know why. I think it might be the turtleneck with the blazer. So if people aren't watching on YouTube, uh, which, by the way, you got to go subscribe. Side note, right? Right, yes. Mike? Yes. Always but, subscribe. Um, you know, uh, a Friday look for me at work. Um, is is more of a casual, you know, jean bottom, right? Something yeah. jean-like on the bottom. Could be khakis. Jean-like. Oh, jean-like. I was going to say, yeah, what's what I mean? jean-like? Yeah. Uh, not not an actual suit. Uh, not khakis. Slacks. Yeah. Not slacks. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, jeans on, but then I have a turtleneck. 
with the blazer on top. I'm going to ask you about the turtleneck. I don't yep. think I have the confidence pulled off. My father wore one, and I was calling him Steve Jobs all day. <laughs> That's good. Um, but he actually did. He had like the same outfit. That's you good. look like Steve Jobs like discovered how to lift weights, and he got a trainer. <laughs> you know what Yo, I mean? Oh, wow. Um, but wow. Talk, talk to me about the turtleneck look, because it's a smooth look. It's coming back into favor, right? Yes. I'm following the... I, well, I think it is. But for me, honestly, throughout you know the brought it back. Day, What'd you say? You know who brought back no, the I don't. Turtleneck? Who brought it back? No. It was The Rock. Uh, all, he, all you need now is a OG fanny guy. pack. Oh, <laughs> wow. With the chain. Wow, that's, that's a good right. reference. Damn. That is right. That's, that's a good a Halloween opportunity. Uh, no, but so I, I tend to sweat a lot, yeah, right? We like, know. During, during the days even. So a turtleneck, it actually looks like it's like super thick, but it's extremely lightweight, right? And I, when I do take it off, it's still presentable. My favorite which is a complete dress down though, is an actual, just like a black t-shirt mm. then with the blazer over. But when I take the blazer off, if I'm in a work setting or a meeting, it's kind of like, all right, this guy's got a bunch of tattoos on him. He's, you know, he doesn't really look, doesn't really look too good over here. While we're on the, uh, the, the fashion front, uh, the, the whole like t-shirt under the blazer, I think is a great look. The only problem is if you get hot and you want to take it off, you look like a schmuck. Exactly. Right. And who wants to be a schmuck? So you have to commit to the blazer the whole time. But I love the blazer, the sport coat, coat look. That's something I'll do to uh, mix it up every yep. once in a while. Yep. Uh, there's something to be said about like just knowing that these pants go with this shirt and not thinking about it. Right. Or a uh, jacket, excuse me. Yep. Um, so you no, look good though. But thank you, man. I, I appreciate you it. You also look like a boxing promoter. It's never ending. You but I, like got, I got them in all colors too. I mean, you're talking from olive green. I have a nice beige. I can have we, a navy blue, black. Can we talk about this? So the, your colors are very vibrant. Today or in general? general. You oh, like yeah. your I'm, shoes are orange. You <laughs> Your shoes are orange. The, like, the burnt orange, yes, right? Yes. But you, there, there's a, a level of confidence you need to wear. Like I'm very earth toned. When I wear things, I don't go too crazy. Right. You have such a different style, which I envy because like a mink coat we talk about all the time. I'd yep. love to be able to pull off. I just don't have it. <laughs> so I don't, one, my I got to really attribute that from an early age to my mother. Okay. She was extremely and still is. She's a fashionista to a T. Mm. So she was always introducing us to, you know, the finer materialistic things but even on a budget level right mm -hmm. like it didn't have to be the most expensive brand in the world but we would go find a great bargain at a store it's the and, best like and, a marshall's you know, and then one thing with the colors right marshall's is great it's the best. but one thing with the colors is what i do like to do is i like to keep everything basic and then one pop of color i love when you talk about fashion he gets so animated he's like I everything basic it. i love it but yeah. it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look, I got a black turtleneck on. I got jeans. I have uh, black wingtips on. So it's all it's basic. And then I put a nice blue blazer on to to give you the the bang. Well, I like it. I've, I've been hitting the face with the bang. Um, <laughs> I was talking to Frank, uh, brother Frank, and uh, we were saying we want to have a glow up in 2021. So um, we'll see if I, I like come that. with a little more fire suits. Although my guy. He's doing a great job, and Indochino dressed me very nicely. They, they, and you always look good. But before we go there, you just said, Brother Frank, I want to mention I have a big event this weekend. Okay. Huge. Dramatic pause. Yeah. <laughs> you like, you like good, that? Good hesitation. So, my sister-in-law, Dorian, brother-in-law, Victor, mm. they have announced that they're having a baby. Wow. Right? Congratulations. Right? So it's big news. I'm betting that this is going to be my nephew. 
this is going to be a boy because we got oh. we got girls in the family. I, when you said like I'm betting it's going to be my nephew, in my head I'm like, of course, no, it's like yeah, no, I we don't know. So we don't know sex. the gender. Yeah, so yeah. the big event is is this upcoming weekend. We have the gender reveal. Mm. So Love what what Dorian reveal. is doing? It's it's a very small, um, intimate group, and you have to pick out either a pink mask or a blue mask to you know decide which one i'm already wearing blue early i'm going all in with the boy give me an official guess michael i'm gonna say girl it's year of the girl oh yeah all right i don't know i'm team you know i'm team girl i'm looking for protection for callie right because let's face it if we do decide to have additional children yes I'll be a girl dad all day. We know this, but why do you need protection? You know you're going to be like following her everywhere. Well, I mean, like, yeah, that, let's, let's be that's honest. besides the point. But so I don't have to look like a creep, you know, following my daughter around. I can actually, you know, speak to my nephew and say, yeah. look, this is what you got to do. These yeah. are the tactics. This is the type of blue you got to wear and a blazer, you know, the burnt orange shoes, you know. <laughs> to bring things full circle, he's going to start wearing like all black clothes. And he'll be like, <laughs> why are your fashion so black now? He's like, oh, so I can hide. Right. Exactly. So. That's exciting. You know, it, it is exciting. Um, so now let us dive fully. Yes. You are looking trim, lean, diesel. I like that. Trim, lean, diesel. There's there's a lot of things. Like a, a duck on a pond. Everything is kind of calm above, you know, the feet. Yep, okay. Or whatever, but, but above the water. Um, but I don't know really what's going on in there until I step on the scale. And it looks like there's some action down below. Well, let me introduce it. Yes. So As our father figure, fired up. Pod Bod, hopefully. Are we going to commit to a name not of the segment? The Dad Bod Update. Is that the title? Is that the full title? Yeah. That's okay. The, uh, but yeah. I, I like the father figure. That's what I'm striving for. Father, father figure. Father figure is good. I don't really. Dad I, Bod has a negative connotation. Right. Not that I don't dislike him. But we can make it positive. And you know no. what? There are a lot of women and men, I'm sure, that prefer a Dad Bod body. Did you know that? I don't it's get just it. Just not me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't want yeah. one either. But anyway, <laughs> we're offending a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, right. Sorry. Um, so are we diving right into this? Talk to me, kid. Talk to me. Okay. So, sorry, I got fired up. <laughs> so, uh, we have been using the scale. Yep. We we were thinking that it didn't really work, but part of me was like, maybe it does work. I'm just not losing the body fat that I thought. No. I stick to the plan, right? Yeah. No. Um. It's a weird scenario where you don't like the weight. You don't have any idea. It's like the only thing I can qu- make it equivalent to is taking a test. And then when you hit the button, it just says pass or fail. Ooh. You know, you ever take a test where it's that? Yeah. Where there's yep. no score. Okay. So, I mean, obviously you get a score. But when we showed up to GNC and Dana joined me uh, because she was curious. Nice. Um, I'm not going to mention her number. She can talk about that next uh, <laughs> oh, the 50th episode. 50, episode so right. we can talk about that. Um, but you get you go in there and it's like. You know how it is. The number starts going up. I know. It's very stressful. Oh, absolutely. And in your head, it's like you ever see the scene. I know you don't watch movies. And the scene in the movie where the life flashes before you. Nah. All know. right. So when, pe- when people die in movies, everything, all these moments from the movie flash, right? And it gets super sad. In my head, all my meals are just <laughs> like pizza, steak sandwich, yeah, this, yeah. that. So um, I am proud to say that my bad boy uh, stopped at. A uh, he's I'm a teen now in body fat percentage. Yes, you are. Nineteen point seven. I did. I didn't, you know, make it by much, but I got in the teens. That was like my goal in my head, mm-hmm. um, which equivalent is equivalent to a twenty two point eight to nineteen point seven is two point three point one. That's three percent. Three percent. Basically, roughly I mean, right, 3%. right, right around three percent. That's right incredible. 3%. But what's even more impressive to me 
Can I see that piece of paper real yeah. quick? I want to mention too, my boy Manny <laughs> was there again. I bought more supplements. Nice. I got um get bucked. This or, guy's commission is going through the roof. Whenever you come in, he's yeah. selling you on hundreds of products. So, so I talked to Manny and I, I would take the test and my results came back and he seemed surprised because I kind of like act dumb when yep. I go into places. Um and he seems surprised. And he's like, well, you know, sometimes it doesn't always have an accurate reading. He would start making excuses like it wasn't I, accurate. Ah. So that me that fired me up even more to show up next time and be like, you know, 17, yep. somewhere in there. So one, I think it's incredible. But two, what's even more impressive about this number is what's called the SMM on this. And again, for everybody, this is an in-body. It's called in-body, and it's a basically a scale contraption. It's a really expensive machine. You can actually go to inbodyusa.com and check out the locations that they have, just if you wanted oh. to check out your own, um, you know, way, to know where you were at, I guess. I'll put that in the link in the show notes below yes. so you can do it. Um, but the skeletal muscle mass, this is super impressive because you were at 93.5 pounds of muscle before. Yep. And then the following week, you were at 97.2. So that tells me that I you... Was skinny fat. No, no, no. That you increased your muscle mass by four pounds. Your weight dropped from 211.2 down to 210.7, which is good. That's, I mean, you know, one minimal weight loss, but you're converting your fat to muscle, which is super important. Well, my thought was that also my probably my water intake has contributed to more weight, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was reading that muscles fill with water. Yes. They were saying. Yep. So then maybe that's why the muscles seemed like it was a lot higher because I wasn't drinking a lot of water. Speaking of the water, this in body also gives you the composition yeah, let me get the analysis old so I can follow of like we're in class. Uh, total body water. And it says 123.7 pounds. Mm. Now, the average male, we want to always be between 50 and 65% mm -hmm. of our water. So 123 pounds into 210. I'm a math whiz. That's about 58 percent. I have no idea. It's a no. I, I looked at it before, so I I know I know the numbers. <laughs> I know the numbers. Uh, but it's about 58 percent. So I am extremely impressed with these results. I think you will continue on the decline. But like you called last week. We expect this, right? Because you, you shocked your body as long as you were putting the work in. Look, if you yeah, were I being so. fugazi about it. And I had no idea. I mean, I was putting in the time. Right. You also, how I've approached the challenge was I was like, I was trying a couple core things yep. and then I'm adding things as I go. Right. So you don't know if those core things are on. Yep. You know, you don't know if they're right. You do all the studies and everything, but not having the daily feedback, I didn't know if I was on the right track. I did want to read this to you. Yeah, yeah, please do. So on the right side, you see where it says basal metabolic rate? Yeah, the KCALs. It says 2,028. Yeah, what was yours? Read here where it says, the basal metabolic rate is the minimum number of calories needed to sustain life at a resting state. BMR is directly correlated to lean body mass. So what they're saying, based off of the amount of calories that you burn throughout the day, you need to put back in your body oh. 2,028 calories, right? right? So the 1,000-calorie kit at well, some been, point. No, no, I've been doing 1,500. No, I, that's good. Yeah. You, and I think so I'm getting closer. it will still work for now, but at, eventually you're going to have to up that. I thought that was the amount of calories that you burn just resting. No. Like not doing any activity. No. This, oh, so I was looking at it completely wrong. Right. So this is this is well, it's saying right. It, it's saying that I it's didn't the read minimum the number parts. of calories needed to sustain life at a resting state. But I thought that was exactly though. But I thought that meant that that's what you burn if you're doing no activity. 
because that's your resting state to maintain life. To maintain life. Isn't that how they phrased it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, at, at a resting state. You're right, but again. Sustain life, excuse me. Yes, but you need, so your body is automatically going to burn. Here's my question. 2,000 calories how, a day. Yes, yes. Right? So that's, I, if I don't do anything, I'm probably burning that. Correct. Okay. But so at that point, now if you're already burning 2,000. And then I'm also doing and my workouts. And then you're also doing your workouts. Now, and plus you're walking around. Now you're probably at like 4,000, 5,000 calories for the day. How do I find out how many calories I burn in a day? Do I do my Apple Watch plus 2,000? So the a very base level, if you didn't have all this technology, we know that the average male, we spoke about it last time. What was it? It was uh, between yeah, like two, two to, to 3,000 calories, depending on the activity level. Yeah. Right now, I would say you're active. I mean, you you yeah, walk around the, uh, houses. You do a lot of laps 30 there. minute. Yeah, 30 minute. And then you do a workout. workout, 30 minute minimum uh, jump rope workout. And then in addition, uh, 10,000 steps. Exactly. So yep. you're probably between five to 6,000 calories for the day. Jeez. So think about this. At some point, if you're only putting 1,500 back in your body, your deficit is going to be too much of a deficit. You'll run into the same problem that I was. Well, what I'm trying to do is I am upping the eating, but I'm trying to find the right combination because I'm trying to hit my protein, which so the main thing I focus on this, I've I've decided to focus on is lean body mass, obviously, um, and then the metabolic rate, trying to get that up and uh, body fat percentage. So my re in my research this week, I've followed this guy, Jeff Nippard. Nippard? Nippard. Um, I don't even know how. He's from Canada, I believe. Uh, he says that you should do 1.2 grams of uh, protein per lean body mass. Per lean body mass. Yeah. So taking the 169 or whatever it is. So getting my lean body mass or uh, my protein intake up to 202 grams, mm -hmm. which has been very difficult having less meals. Right. So now you, I realize like it's not so much people think that you should eat three times in three or every three hours. I think it's just because they can't consume. Exactly. Like and I'm having trouble eating full meals. And at the end of the day, if, if you think about it, you don't want to only be putting protein through supplements, right? Yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, the real whole protein, whole food yeah. source, high quality foods like we talk about, that's going to get you there. I like that. I, I've actually haven't heard that one. So that's good. I'll send you that. That's all we'll that body mass. But my, so my number would still be above it because we're talking about one, one pound per, uh, yeah. So body, he, he per, says per pound of he, weight. He thinks people make an error because they do it off of your full mass. Yep. And you should do it off your lean mass because you can still be in a calorie deficit. But if you're hitting your protein goals, in theory, you would still be retaining muscle or right. building it. I like that. That's a great tip. He also says, and uh, it's a sliding scale, because I'm higher in the body fat percentage, about 20%, he says if you get up to your you know, 13, 12, wherever you're at, go up to 1.5. Mm. So he slams protein. Yeah. It's very difficult to figure out how to get it into stuff. You just got to keep literally protein in your pocket. Like I almost yacked last your... night. Literally. <laughs> I, had, I ate a full like package of chicken, it's ground tough. chicken. Ugh. I had to put it in a wrap <laughs> with avocado um, or yeah, just avocado sliced up. And I didn't have like anything to, else to put in. Like I didn't have calories left. So I just ate it like that. Ooh, and it, I was almost yakking in one <laughs> sitting, just rifle through. Oh, and then tough. I did Greek yogurt at the end of the night. A, like a full bowl of Greek yogurt mm -hmm. just to hit it, hit my uh, my mat, my uh, protein. Yep. 
And so my, Mike, I have a question. Are you yeah. are you counting your macros? Are you like keep it? Good point. So what I'm trying to do right now is I'm focusing on the protein so I can get the routine of that. And then I'm going to refine the macros after that. I have like a loose idea of like, I don't want to go crazy on carbs, but I'm not super strict on it. I'm just trying to get the protein right now because my idea is I'm not focusing on weight so much. And I think it might be easier to build muscle and then maybe later in the stage cut to get down to my body fat percentage. So you're percentage. still doing low carb, low intake? I just have to, I, for what I'm doing, I'm still trying to stay in a calorie deficit, but I'm not worried too much about the carb versus fat, which I know I should. But for the first like month and change, I'm just trying to figure out how to get enough protein. I'm trying to get my muscle up loose roughly to 180 lean body mass. Then my weight would only have to be 200 to be at 10%. So to get this straight for the dummies on the other side of the yeah, camera, yeah, yeah. you're throwing in a whole bunch of protein. Tons, yeah. So that way you're, you'll hit that number. So I'm trying to retain my muscle and build my muscle because right. I'm working hard on but the weights. But then you're not having any of the fat or the carbs. I am, but I'm stuff. not. Or minimal. I'm having what I what I can work in like an avocado. Um, yeah, he's not, but he's not tracking it. I'm he's not tracking, tracking it because my pro, for me right now, my first phase, I'm trying to get my protein. Like I don't care if I get down in weight, but I don't want to gain weight right now. I just want to gain muscle. If I lose body fat percentage, that's great. But my main goal is to build muscle in this phase, I'm thinking. Um, so if I can get up to 108, I'm at 170 roughly. If I can add 10 pounds of muscle, which is not easy. But if I can add 10, 10 pounds of muscle, then I have to just retain my muscle and drop body fat at that point. And then I can get to 200 pounds and be 180 lean. And then I'm 10%. Right. It almost sounds like you're doing like a slider thing, <laughs> like you're going up one and then. Kind of well, it's worked out the first phase where I'm doing both simultaneously. I don't know if you can keep that up. It's just I, like I used to work out a lot. And there's a thing is like there is muscle memory and everything I've been researching is saying that when you start lifting again, if you stop lifting, you're more primed to build muscle quickly because all those memories are still there in your muscles, which is wild to think about. So they say you're going to have like a pop of activity and easy in the beginning, and then it's going to get more difficult. So what I'm trying to do is ride that wave of easy muscle building, see where it plateaus, and then drop the the fat. I'm still burning fat. I'm trying to burn fat, mm -hmm. but I'm not worried about my weight so much. Smart. Smart. I like, I like I, it. You know, I'm, I'm figuring the only way I've kind of figured it out is looking at this and be like, oh, well, I gained, you know, whatever is four pounds of muscle. Like it's much, I'm eating more. It's much easier for me to eat more because I, I brought my calories so low. So how, now how many it's easy for me to be in a deficit, but it's hard for me to build the muscle, uh, get the protein. So I'm trying to find that kind of balance. How many calories a day are you eating? I'm doing like roughly 1500 to 1600, oh. but that's going to keep going up as I keep gaining muscle. Um, because it's not like you said, it's not, I can't be building muscle if I don't have enough calories. Yep. So. That makes sense. Yes. I'm figuring it out though. It's I'm basically getting to where you have a, a plethora of knowledge. For me, like I've said in the past, once I start seeing data and I can adjust, it sticks so much quicker for me mm -hmm. because then the proof I'm like, is in the pudding. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, and I have to say, it gives you more leeway lifestyle wise because you can have a cheat meal, but as long as it's like high protein, like I had that steak sandwich from Sam's, and I know it's tons of protein. Yes, it's bad. It's carbs and stuff, but at least you're feeding your muscles. Maybe you're throwing a little fat in there, but at least you're building something that in the future will burn the fat and help you burn fat eat more easily. And there's no guilt associated with no. it. No. 
I, I'm struggling to eat like yeah I know I, I think I'm I didn't screw myself up but doing the the extreme diet to start <laughs> like the strategy was yep. cool but now I'm having trouble scaling back and up back up yep. yeah no, especially with whole foods yep. I can't so it's a lot yeah did I am I Am I making you proud right now, or am I making you concerned? No, I you, like. I can't I, tell I, him the look on your face. I like. Right, it. he's very stoic. He's like, no, I'm. I'm taking it. I'm taking it all in. Right. I want to. What would your advice be? Stay, Adjustments. No, stay on this track. I would like to see if you can sustain this caloric deficit to where it's not going to hurt you mm. in the long run. Yeah, yeah. Right. It might be good. Look, it, it, the proof is there. Right. So if you keep eating only fifteen hundred calories. And somehow your muscle keeps going up, and the bot- <laughs> I just get to like two fifty. <laughs> it would be and then- look, and and I can't really, I can't say anything to that, yeah, right? Yeah. I just know for me, long term, by the math and the science, yeah, I can't be in a deficit like that because I don't have too much swing room. Are you gonna ask me about me? Well, I was gonna get to that, but oh, right. one more question. <laughs> well, well I um, what was I gonna say? In a minute, but not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, the other thing, and this will loop into you. Well, should we, can we talk weights yet or no? Talk weights. What do you mean? Like, we'll, we'll talk fitness after the diet stuff. Well, the workout ties in. So well, the other thing, I, so I, this guy's great. I've been following him and I, he's very, um, backed by science, very nerdy, you know, quotes, certain studies, um, goes against a lot of what is uh, commonly thought. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he doesn't take things as a uh, gospel. One of his things is he. The progressive overload we talked about the last one. He likes to do. He said six to twelve is like the sweet spot, and then anything above that is wasted sets. As far as muscle building, as far as muscle building, yeah. He said that, and he thinks full body workouts all week, which is good because that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And he thinks you should start at six and then work your way up to twelve. In I don't know if he said one week or two week increments. And then once you hit to that plateau, then you have to switch it up again and figure out like a different routine. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm like, that's a perfect timeline. So if I start, you know, at six and work up my way up to 12 reps, maybe six, eight, 10, 12, that'll be like two weeks each. And then might hit my April, you know, for, yep. so he's good. I like the guy. So I like, I like the approach. Right. And I think. People, this is the only thing that's going to be the separator. Mm-hmm. One, from knowing the dumbbells and the weights that you have in your house, yeah. you're not, you don't have heavy enough weights. Because I'm so weak right now. Fit, but again, I'm 50, so weak. It doesn't matter. 50 pound dumbbells having, seriously, and I'm not being, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. sound like a meat stick, right? But <laughs> when you're, when you're, the term meat stick is so funny. <laughs> when you're, when you're trying to build muscle and the, what he's speaking about as an expert, is the amount of effort that you should be putting into those six repetitions should be as if you were doing like 25 of them with lightweights, right? You should be struggling oh. crazy at the end of those five and so six. So he thinks that you should uh, do it like you should have like three reps left. Like three reps left at the very last couple set? laps. Yeah. At the last reps. set. I, yeah. I don't I don't agree with that. He thinks that or I could be misquoting him. But yeah, basically, no, maybe it, it wasn't him. It can't be. Listen, listen. I knew this was going to get you angry. So I had to bring it up. So his whole thing is like and there's a there's a trainer for the UFC that trained um, George St. Pierre. Yep. He has the same motto. He thinks that if you get too sore, mm-hmm. then you're not able to perform the next time. Right. And your results diminish because you're you're. So if you're doing every day full body, he thinks you should leave a little more in the tank so that you can rebuild. So again, I think I think it's situational, right? Like it depends if you're lifting those heavy weights three days a week, five days a week, six days a week. 
for me, me doing six reps, leaving three in the tank, it wouldn't really do So let's transition into you right now. I said a lot of stuff about myself. I'm curious what has changed. What are you finding? You know, when are you going to weigh in again? What are your thoughts? Well, so I weighed in this week. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I weighed in yes, this week yeah, yeah, we did and, I, and yeah. I was surprised because uh, the results were really good. Really good. For Very me, good. I, I was not. I, I was on the same page with you. You were like, you know, your systems are, are in place, yeah. you know, so you, you'd be curious. Will I lose uh, body fat quickly? I didn't really know if I would. Well, the stress for me, for you, is knowing that the machines aren't 100% accurate. If there was an error one way or the other, if it wasn't right, I'm saying I think it's right. But imagine like if it wasn't right, but you were doing the right things, it would throw you off. You right. know? So and I have a story about that, too. Ooh. So I did it again, specifically after I took a cycling class. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy, they tell right? you how to Just use to it. Just to see how far off it was from my original results. Mm. And again, it was only two days later, so a two-day lag. And I knew that I was eating good, so it wouldn't really do much on the numbers, but I wanted to see how it would come back. Mm. It actually told me I was higher in body fat, right? Because I guess it's calculating your your heart rate is moving so fast at that time, yeah. too. Um, my weight was down five pounds, and my muscle was down four pounds. Oh, Jesus. So I almost had like a heart attack. Well, because you had less water in your system. I right? had less water. I had everything. So then when I went, but, but I did it purposely because I wanted to see, okay, well, if I do it this time in the beginning before my workout, and then I waited two days and I do it after my workout, I wanted to see what the fluctuation the was, was yeah. right? So the, the body fat actually went up from the last time from 13.7 to 13.8. Mm. But then I did it again. What was your emotion there? Were you like, oh, it's probably what I, I thought it was or no? no? I knew. Did you get worried I, at all? No. Well, no. My, when I saw it, I was yeah. like, damn, that sucks because okay. five pounds of weight loss was great. But mm. four pounds of muscle, like I, I was like, nah, this Something's is not good. off. Let me come back. Let me do it right before I work out. Mm. So I did that, which is that that's the time frame that I'm using is before I work out. So the guy told uh, Manny, my yep. guy, Manny, how many times did I say his name? Drink every time I say his name. Yeah. Manny uh, told me you should do it first thing in the morning mm -hmm. before you put any fluids and anything right. into your body. So that that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Besides my initial hydration in the morning, I have to do that because I'll die on the way to the yeah. gym. You know, so when I went back, though, my results were great. I came in th almost three pounds less than I was. So from 230 to 227 point something, my 13.7% body fat went down to 12.8. Mm. My muscle mass of 116.2 stayed at 116.2. Mm. But like I just said, it was 116.2. Then I did it two days later after the class, it showed 112. Then I did it again, consistent with the first time and it went back up to 116. So what's your lean body mass? My, I got to look at it. I didn't, and I didn't bring so my, my I, I guess uh, my real question is what weight do you need to be at to be at? Are you trying to build more muscle to get to the number? Or so you're it's, dropping LBs? it's really not about me burning muscle. I want to not burning muscle, but building. I don't want I don't really. You want to burn fat. The goal for me is to burn fat while sustaining muscle. the same number. If I put muscle on, that would be an added benefit. Got it. Right. But I don't want to see that number drop dramatically. Got it. If at the end of this challenge from 116.2, I come in at 97 or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? If I come in at 100, if I lose 16 pounds of muscle, but I get 10 percent body fat, I'd be pissed. So that's the SMM. That's, That's the, the SMM, right? Got it. Ninety-three. Wow, I got to put on twenty. No, pounds. you're ninety-seven now. You're ninety-seven. Oh, I got the old one. Yeah, you're ninety-seven too. Mine was one sixteen. Holy but again, hell! I'm, but I'm two hundred. Rock. Two hundred and twenty-seven pounds. <laughs>
and you're 210, right? So Well, I'm two, yeah, probably 208. Right, so, so there's the difference. But so the activity level really for me doesn't change. It, it, it really has been the same. I, I know that my in my head, my stubborn head, my workouts work, right? They're effective. They're efficient for me. What are they? What do you mean? What are like they? what? It, I saw the high rep thousand like, reps. So, oh, well, I do that like once a week. I yeah, do what's a, the breakdown? Because I, I don't think we got into it last I episode. Do a th- I do a thousand reps sometimes to like completely shock my muscles. So if or I, when I'm hungover, if I'm ever, if I'm ever squeezed for time where I can't figure out, cause I actually, an ironic thing about Dave Regina, he likes to map his workouts out prior to doing that. third person. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So what oh, I do, known. and it happens once a week, once every two weeks, I used to do it all the time, but it got too much of an overload when I was like too sore. When I'm, when I find myself struggling to like create a workout, I challenge myself and I say, okay, you know what? Pick four exercises and total 1000 reps. Mm -hmm. And I usually like to do it in under an hour. The other day I just couldn't get it done, but I was choosing heavier weights, right? So I had the hundred pound dumbbells Mm -hmm. and I was doing sets of started with 15, right? Then I would transition to another exercise, uh, dumbbell, um, curls, I was doing calf raises and also Very nice calves. Also, thank you, thank you. You're also, shrugs and uh, I feel like and pull ups. Yeah. So I would do ten to fifteen reps on the uh, press, mm. right? Then I would move over, no break. I would do like twenty five reps of calf raises, ten reps of pull ups, twenty five reps of curls, and then what was the last one I just said? Yeah. Um, calf raises. No, the calf raise I did in the beginning. Curls. Pull-ups. Pull-ups. Shrugs. So you, so you oh, and shrugs. So, so I would transition those, right? So basically at the end of that circuit, I want to at least be at like, you know, 100 reps or whatever it is. And I'll then take a break for like a minute. And then I do that again until I total 1,000 reps for the day. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he does that. Okay. Okay. The body uh, burns carbs for energy source correct not correct only carbs though right? well no that's your primary, primary source your first source you're right that's your primary source your first and your most mm. so what happens when you eat low carb diets right because mm. you're no longer burning that what's what's it burning just straight up fat so this is what most people in this day and age now know as ketosis Right? Have you ever heard of that? Ketosis. Hey, ketosis. Yeah, no. Keto. Ke- right. A keto the diet. The keto guido. Vinny. Exactly. So basically, the thought process there is you deplete your carbs. So you fully you get into ketosis by pulling all of your carbs away from your body. The only way to do that is not eat carbs. Mm. Right. At so, all. They, yeah, they don't eat carbs at all. Minimal, under fifty grams a day, they say. Yeah. Because you can still get carbs through vegetables. Yeah fruits and stuff like that. So as long as you're under 50, they say you can remain in ketosis. Hmm. So your question about the energy is, yes, that's your focal point is the carbs. Once you then deplete the carb source or you go on a low carb diet, your body needs to pull energy from different sources. Now it's up to us as a human being through the foods that we intake, where is that energy source going to come from? Is it going to pull from fat or is it going to pull from muscle and protein? How does it decide? How does the body decide? Based off of what you eat, right? So if you're if you're a 200-pound male and you completely remove your carb source, now if your protein level is very low and it's only at 50 grams and say your, your fat content and what you're taking in is higher, even if it's good fat, that will be the source. You don't want that to happen. It sounds good. Yeah, yeah, burning fat is great. Cool. 
but you don't want to deplete your muscle source, right? Because muscle at the end of the day is what allows people to live longer. It's longevity. If you think about it, right? For me, for my grandfather, I remember when he went into um, a, a care facility, right? He used to be, I'm, I'm compared to him a lot in our family, right? Just uh, one, how stubborn we are two our appearance, uh, a little bit bolder than most in our family. He was a big guy. Did he have a beard? He didn't. He didn't, which is a big... Uh, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, just but just body-wise, right? We watched him. Then he got diabetes, right? So after he was in the forces um, and his career was over, he let himself kind of go, one would say, right? Started eating any and everything. Went from 250 plus pounds. When he died, he was hundred less than 110 pounds. And it was incredible. And it, what it was is over the years... He allowed his muscles to deplete so much by not staying active and not staying on top of making good choices in the kitchen, right? So that's why it's so important to make sure that your protein level is high so later on in life you can sustain that. And I'm not talking extremely high, but I'm talking about in a diet perspective where we are right now, you want to keep that protein level up if your carb source isn't there. Because you don't want your body to use muscle as the energy. So no matter what, if your protein levels are high, higher, and your carb levels are there, but they're normal, your body will automatically start taking the protein levels to burn. To burn. Well, you want it from the fat, right? So what I'm asking a similar question. When you eat protein, why does the body go towards fat? Is it because, oh, well, the protein's all in the muscle right now. We don't want to attack that. We want to go to something that is lacking. Is so that how it works? A good way to, I guess, look at it is muscle is harder to break down, right? For whatever reason, it's harder for the energy source to tap into muscle so if the go. source is there. Mm. So then it grabs onto fat, right? And I guess it kind of makes sense like when you're, lifting weights right it chooses to eat into your muscle you physically to get stronger your weight uh your muscles tear that's what i say again ripped right your muscle your muscles literally tear you're tearing the tissue in your muscles for it to then repair so in my mind fat sources right and when it's when your body is choosing energy it basically takes that fat crumples it up to make your body come back even stronger right the good, good way to look at it and the other thing to think about is that Protein is lower calories. So if you're eating higher protein, the chances that you're in a caloric deficit is higher. Right. And then on top of that, the more muscle you build, the higher your resting met- metabolic rate is. Yep. So it's easier to maintain. So like that's why if you're someone's like jacked and you see them eat like a piece of pizza, it just like rolls off them because they burn so many more calories than we do. Right. Or not we, yep. me and you, CV, not not Dave. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but seriously, that you know, e- even for for older people, um, at our our age, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, it's so important that you stay active because of that reason. Because over time, your body depletes muscle. Yep. When your body depletes muscle, that is when bad things happen and everything deteriorates. Now, so that's why people fall and break when hips. When you say uh, keep active, you don't mean going crazy working out sweating you mean just staying active whether it's walking whether it's doing things like just think oh active. yeah well so you, one you want to stay active that's the walking that's the jogging that's the hiking that's that that's great no ropes but if if possible you do even want to get your hands on and if again if i'm talking to an older person or even like you know our parents age right they're not old but they're older than us 
you want to incorporate some sort of muscle building activity. So that could be light dumbbells, you know, some simple body weight routines that you can follow on YouTube or follow Mike's workout. He has a great one for you. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's very important that at that time we don't become sedentary individuals because if you think about it, it's kind of foul. Most people will go into a senior living facility and then never come back out yeah. and they'll die. Right. That should tell us something right there. Yeah. Because if they were taking time and not that, you know, senior facilities are bad, because I'm sure there's incredible ones. I just know that they were always telling my grandfather, you know, yeah, rest, rest, rest. They weren't challenging him. They weren't making him work out. They weren't doing that type of stuff that his body was able to handle. Over time, though, the diabetes just got to him. When in, in perspective, looking back on it, I even feel guilty because I should have been there doing activities with him. Well, I want to ask you something. Do you, when, I all the time feel like I wish I knew or use YouTube more when I was younger and learned all stuff while I was playing sports. It's so accessible. The the lack of knowledge in this field and the amount of workouts I probably wasted. Like I had a general knowledge of like, yeah, you just high protein, protein yep. chase this and that. I didn't know any of the the nuances that are the important ones, you know, order of which to work out. Like, should you lift weights before you run? You know, well, that's an extreme debate. In yeah, itself. but there's a lot, lot of there's a lot of stuff. Ultimately, it's whatever works for you, but there's a lot of uh, stuff that you can go through to figure out what works for you, right? Mm -hmm. Like before it was like, all right, you just got to run, you know, 10 miles to lose fat and stuff. Yep. I'm like, I'm not running 10 miles. But then you do all this research and like, well, jump roping burns a lot of fat. I'm like, I can jump rope. You know, you just got to figure out. I wish I knew a lot of this stuff beforehand. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm seeing a little bit of results and getting more data, the more I want to learn about it. Yep. You know? Well That's a, a key too. It's like when you want to do something, just learn as much as you can about it and see if stuff works. And then you'll naturally want to learn more because you're getting good results. And what's super dope is it's never too late. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I didn't do work out for like five years. I know. <laughs> I know. And there's so many different things like even maybe not five years. I'm trying to think. I'm not handy. It's just a fact. Right. We, we know this, <laughs> but I YouTube things and I learn and I'm able to you know, get the knowledge and get the job done. The first thing, yes, we, I agree. Knowledge, knowledge is power. Correct. But knowledge is not power if you don't apply it. No. Yeah, you know you're what right. I'm saying? Like you're you right. can know everything in the world. That's awesome. Great. But if you don't apply it, so that has to be the other side of things. The, the other thing that you preach on the podcast is how a healthy lifestyle and having some ritual that surrounds health helps you set your base for your day. So I want to uh, report and make it uh, admit something. Uh -oh. I am less angry with people being like, hey, can you go get this for me? Or like CV was like, oh, there's something in the car. Can you go grab it? In my head, I'm like, hell yeah, I got to get these steps, cows. dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's funny how baby. your perspective changes. Like Dana last night was like, can you do me a huge favor and get whatever upstairs? I'll do it twice. <laughs> yeah, I like ran upstairs and then I was like, oh, I guess I'll come back downstairs. That's awesome. That's, um, that's good. So it's funny. So enough about the two of us. CV, how's your journey going? I don't know. <laughs> he's just like, good. <laughs> Not so good. Which, by the way, was hilarious because he's always like, you guys, you got to stop cutting each other off. There was like three times you guys were both talking and cutting each other off. So I, I like that. Part of it, this though, was new to me. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Part of it, though, I think people like to hear us talk like as if they're in the room and we're just having a conversation, you know, so cutting people off is fine. So there's good takeaways and bad takeaways. Uh oh, um, the, the, should we start with the bad? Or the start good? with the bad. Yeah. Let's yeah. end on a Let's high Let's go note. bad first. Yeah, yeah. So, OK. 
Uh, Rip the off bad the is, <laughs> The bad is that the all 50 pounds did not disappear in one week. <laughs> 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 that was the very first bad. Uh, and it starts off with a good because I did lose two pounds in five days. But then the weekend came and and then, you know, they came back on. Can um, I ask you a question not to more, the two pounds? But, uh, yeah. Um, and just make sure you, yep, you yep. answer this. From what we spoke about the deficit, right? Are you seeing that as accurate? So we've said that to get in a caloric deficit, you need to add that number for however many days to get to 3,500 calories to then lose a pound. Have you been tracking it specifically? And is that accurate for somebody who may be like, you know, this sounds like crazy science? Yes, I have been tracking it. Um, I would like to think it's accurate, but sometimes because I, I put it, I put the foods in the app and it kind of tells me what the macros are and it tells me how much in and how much out. And so it is based on what I put in. I we, we have been using the scale. We have been weighing the foods that we eat. Um, the problem was on the weekend that we ate with my parents and there was different kind of foods and there's not like a scale available for me to go. Yeah. You know, can put I weigh my pasta. empanadas? See, I'm right. crazy and I, I bring it to my parents' house and do that. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, but when my mom serves a plate, can, <laughs> can I get the plate it? over? <laughs> um, so I have been recording. I hope it's as accurate as I think it is. Um, and I think it has been accurate in the sense that when I do weigh myself, it, uh, I did see the the numbers correlate, so it did make sense. So I'm assuming it's not that far off, and I do feel better. So then that's the positive. The positive is that we are getting into a different kind of routine, uh, different kind of habits. Uh, we are obviously cooking all of our food. Uh, we're we're weighing all of our food. The weekend, although it was not the most positive because I did put the two pounds back on, I will tell you that the most positive thing from the weekend was self control, portions. Which is something that in the past, mom, Mama Duke sets you up with one plate and a second plate, maybe a th- it could be third plates too. This past weekend, it was not. It was the one plate. I saw potatoes on the on the on the thing. I had two halves, and that was it. And I did have more meat, being conscious that that's probably better than stuffing my face with the carbs or the you know the heavy stuff. So there are positives. I guess I'm being a little you know Debbie Downer because I wanted to see. 50 pounds just drop off in five days, which is not realistic, obviously. But yeah. I think the, the more positive outcome is the fact that we are into a a different routine, a better habit, and hopefully we can sustain this long, longer than just a week, two weeks, a month, two months, hopefully forever, you know? But did you lose weight for the week? I did. Because what, what you just said, again, and I listened specifically because we had the same conversation before, you said I gained two pounds, I, I lost two pounds and then gained two pounds back. Right. Well, it was really two point <laughs> two point nine to be exact. So, so that's almost the a end, pound, dude. At yeah, the end of great. the thing, it was one, yes, almost a pound of off. weight loss. Right. Right. Now, also, just for the listener, are you doing anything active that's outside of your regular lifestyle? Absolutely not. Okay. I'm actually so trying great. to find ways to not have to do anything. So no let me exercise. perspective this for you, right? If you just did the, exactly the same thing that you did this week in terms of eating and then the calories burned. But you added on 500 calories through a walk, right? Mm. Through a walk, just 500 calories. You would have burned an additional 3,500 calories for the week, which would have doubled your weight loss for the week. How far is a 500 calorie walk? Let's make it. Well, he's a bigger dude, so he's going to burn 500 calories quick. I mean, I would say probably 
30 to 40 minutes, depending on the speed of it. How about hauling all this gear up Mike's Hill? Does yeah, just count? come to my house and yeah. haul up the hill. <laughs> Absolutely. If, if I can do that on once the... a week, we're good. Right. It's the output. Right? Yeah. Or yeah. How much your body is expending. But you know what my trick's been? Um, I've done it a lot. I park far away from places. Like if I know that my, like when I got my hair cut, I parked all the way down the street and then I walked to the, and it's not a ton, but it adds up. Oh, absolutely. Don't take elevators, all that stuff. Oh, my God. Well, Danny that, gets pissed because we go food shopping and I'll park so far and then we got to carry <laughs> all the everything. food. Wow. <laughs> so that is something I've been more mindful. Not that I'm, I guess I'm not really trying to do more exercise. I am being more mindful at work. I'm not taking the elevator. I am taking more steps. Yeah, I make it yeah. a point to, yeah. to go to the copy room all the time. So yeah, I'm at least yeah. walking back and forth which is my office is the furthest from that yeah which is okay because i figure it's just extra steps but that's really the bulk of my but that's i mean as long as you're ratcheting that up though i mean it's effective yep i haven't ran yet this whole time i did i've just jumped in place you're being you're being active though my my thing with cv is he can have extreme results here depending on what he wants, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if he wants extreme results. He said 50 pounds. But so if that was the number, then you have to up your activity level. So linking to our theme today of being overwhelmed and how to deal with it, I think his approach is actually being smart because he's yes. getting the habit down. Building the foundation. Yeah, and he's focusing on one aspect and not like doing too much at once. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm guilty of sometimes, trying all this new stuff at the same time. Yep. But sometimes it's more effective if like, you go, all right, well, I'm going to go uh, no carb eventually. So now I'll do, you know, white bread. I'll do one piece of toast. Then you drop it to wheat toast. Then you drop it to half a piece of toast. And then you phase it out. That's Sometimes not very, that's, that's uh, not very Mike Pirelli. What? <laughs> Mike Pirelli is extreme. <laughs> no. So I go extreme. But then also like in my head, like I said before, this is like smart, though. the fat What'd stuff, like working on my fats and carbs, like I, I only have so much bandwidth to focus on stuff. Yes, I'm incorporating all these new workouts and things, but there's also the next stage of yep. that. And I'm not worried about doing that next stage just yet. I'm trying to like figure out what's working, keep what's working, throw away what does, and then add more. Ultimately, what I would like to see for myself is yes, eventually weight leaving your body for me especially would be fantastic. But ultimately what my goal would be would be to be able to sustain a weight and not and not fluctuate, not go up or the down part doesn't really happen, but they're going up and and be able to be OK from day to day, not having to think about it too much. Yeah, um, I understand things have to change, like yeah. exercise has to change and the way you're eating has to change. And that is why, to me right now, the most important thing that I'm doing is forming these habits, which I'm hoping that they will continue and you know to, to, to stay with me. And a little mental trick, if you think about it, you're. In your head, you're going to be healthy for the rest of your life, right? So what's one week of results, right? So you can't get too discouraged by that because it's like in my grand scheme of things, if one week wasn't the best, even though it was very good, but you didn't sound too pumped about it, it's one week in your lifetime. So like you're going to get there. It's just a matter of how long it takes, right? Yeah. I, I'm, like I said, I'm not worried about the quickness. Yeah, I'm more yeah. worried about... I can do one week. I can yeah, do yeah. two weeks. I can do yeah. a month. I did the fasting for a month. I've done things for a month. That's not going to be the, my issue. It's going to be month two, month three. Well, it's six months, one year. So that that continuity that, you know, that's going to be my biggest challenge. Well, let me ask you a question. Did you have the podcast before this? Bef have you ever done tried this while doing the podcast? This is my first podcast. There you go. <laughs> so that's what's different this time. You have the accountability partners yep. 
and you have the public that wants you to win and is going to see you win. So that's right. I think it's be different this I time. I feel like my mic is going to break, so I'm sorry. <laughs> good stuff. All right, we're rolling into after we just spent an hour on the uh, yeah, you know, the pod bods, but it's good stuff. I think um, people it will understand. I would imagine people going. Was that a knock? Yeah. All sorry. right. Perfect timing. So we just had a stop in the action because uh, our inspector just came to check out the plumbing uh, so we can move forward with our, um, what do you call this, renovation. So that leads us into being overwhelmed because the time I gave everyone was the only time that wouldn't work would be from 11 to uh, 2 roughly. And they texted me and said, we'll be there between 11 and 1. So that happened as that's going on. Then someone else calls me about an appraisal about a, some guy who's calling me a liar, which you can't get enough of those. Um, but Haters. it seems like everything happens all at once. And we'll talk about today, basically the dealing with being overwhelmed, uh, it kind of mixed in with a little fear talk. Yep. So yeah, stress, anxiety, all that stuff. Um, for me, I think even, even no snooze sometimes, right? The oh, mindset yeah. of the mindset of no snooze is a constant pressure that you put on yourself but to to achieve more, right? Always wanting more, always wanting more. One of my personal faults when I do become stressed out, then I start to overanalyze situations, right? Are things really worth it? And I create this whole downward spiral of a thought process. So yes, for people who may just be hearing this for the first time, they call me a robot at work, but yeah. yes, the robot does that too. So it's it's completely normal. But I agree with you that my biggest trigger in life right now especially even as a parent it's like heightened is my schedule mm. because is, there's the big word of how that's it's all i can say is like how can i get everything done yes. right how can i you know still make my appointments still make time for the family still make sure no snoozes on and popping still make sure instagram is up and running like it, it's that's a major trigger for me yeah right but then when i really sit down and i think about it i've learned through fitness about a mind body connection, mm. right? So now it's slowly, slowly finding out that it really is the same exact thing when it comes to stress and stressful and fearful situations or feeling of overwhelm. It's really diving deep and understanding, okay, as this subconscious thought happens, my body is automatically gonna follow that. So I have to mind body connect to say, don't follow what my mind is doing mm. and don't allow the body to get into that stressful state. Does that make sense? Yes. You're you're you have a mindset that combats and you you're self-aware so you're able to deal with it when it, it presents itself. Not it's, that I do it good, but it's know. funny though because the scheduling thing is my biggest oh, stress too. It's terrible. Um and what we said in multiple episodes when the babies get thrown into the mix, then it's even worse. Oh it's and then that trumps everything. Yes. Like if there's an emergency or something, everything, yeah, everything else. Everything gets screwed why, up. Right? Yeah. So that has been the biggest plus for that. But then also the biggest way to overcome fear for me and being overwhelmed because although it adds another level of stress, it also gives you a, uh, a center point perspective where you're like, the baby's healthy. Right. I don't have anything to be stressed or worried about or afraid of. Yep. Everything else is, you know, bonus after that. Right. Which is easier said than done, but it's something that. You know, a hundred percent the <clears throat> stress, though. Right. And there was this. This goes back to his name is Dr. Jaffe. 
Mm. And he was the doctor that diagnosed me with the Crohn's disease. A lot of this stress stuff I can relate to the the Crohn's disease situation, but uh, Crohn's disease is a chronic inflammatory bowel disease, Mm -hmm. inflammation. Right. And I remember Dr. Jaffe saying to me, and he retired now. Dr. J, if you will. (laughs) It's actually a G. But it's G. Afi. Dr. G. Right. Um, He said stress is inflammation. And that is something that I will never forget because that's what's going on in my body. As my internal, um, what should we call it? My large intestine, my small intestine gets inflamed the more the Crohn's disease comes on. Same thing in life, though. The more stressed we get, the weaker we become mm. in our life, right? And and go ahead. No, I was going to say the um, the, the guy, who'd you, guy, who'd you reference last episode? Sh- Stevenson. Sean? Sean Stevenson, yes. He says that yep. stress is also a, a deficiency in magnesium. Mm. He attributes the uh, obviously it's triggered by an event, yep. but you're more likely to have that signal when you're deficient in magnesium. Right. Is that true? Yeah, that makes I mean, it makes sense. I'm not mm. a, I'm not a doctor, but the truth <laughs> is, if we allow the stress to inflame us, the weaker we're going to become. That's that's just a fact at a base level. Right. So how do you combat that? And I believe it's building the healthy habits to change it. Right. Because without the healthy habits, you're just going to be stressed. And honestly, stress is going to come regardless. I don't think anybody in the world can deny stress. I think it's something that we have to accept as a society and just move through. But that's not what we're taught. Right. You look at the news. Everything that you hear on the news is obviously bad news. Right. Like because bad news sells. So it's they're selling us stress. So automatically our minds are then going to be in that stressful state. Right. If everybody has CNN on and Fox all day long, I watch it in the mornings because I happen to to like the news and I I like to be informed. But I don't allow that to change my thought process. I feel like now with especially the coronavirus pandemic, not that it's not serious. Right. But people allow that stress of the coronavirus to cripple their entire lives. And that's when it's a problem. And I've been able to I don't I don't know really where this this came up, but there's two types of stress for me, right? Tolerable stress would be my short term stresses. And then on the other side of things, it's my intolerable stress, right? Me me not having a solution for a long term stressor. So it's short term stress versus long term stress, right? What do you have in terms of your stress levels? And I guess your gauge. Do you have anything like that? Uh, I just think of it all in one bucket. And stress bucket, stress bucket. And I listed out the things that um, make me stressed. A scheduling is a huge part of it. Rushing when you or when I'm not, I don't have the knowledge that I need for something. I get thrown into a situation. Um, so the way I'm combating it and trying to work with all that stuff is building the systems to be able to take in the stress and then, uh, you know, filter it through and then deal with it in the future. Um, you know, delegation. You talked about all those things that you need to get done on your to-do list. This year, something I'm trying to do is kind of delegate more for certain, you know, purposes and you know things that I don't need 100% control on. Right, finding the right partners to be able to do things. Um, the specific, so specifically in the real estate world, and I guess in it translates to everything. But I'll give a real estate example. Everything happens at once. 
Like this week, I had five reports to get out, and I still haven't got them out. But by starting each of them, I'm less stressed knowing that I've made progress on all of them. And then I focus on one to knock out. Um, the biggest one I have been working on, and depending on your deadlines, sometimes it's better to clear your plate a little bit and knock out the easy ones first and then come back to the big one. So it's it's kind of like figuring out how to lighten the load, but starting all of them at the same time, which probably wouldn't work for a lot of people. A lot of people would start the first and then go systematically through. For me, if I know that I have four more and I haven't even started them, I'm way more stressed. And if I know they're started, I just got to finish them. So that's one thing that I don't know if I do, or it's a preference. I don't know if other people think that way. Um, the other thing is like the knowledge about the listings like in the beginning, you're like, how the hell am I going to like price all these properties? I, I got to find out all this info. Da, da, da. Once you start compiling, compiling all the information for whatever task you need to get done, I feel like I'm more, less stressed because like for whatever it is, if there's some type of situation that I just got the call for, I, you know, I'll tell, I told the woman, I said, I'll call you back in an hour and we'll figure it out. So that call, I'm going to gain as much info as I can from her before reacting to it then I'll have to make the appropriate calls to figure it out. But the first step of knowing things loosens your stress. Like, you know, any situation in life, like, oh, we need to do this to our house. All right, well, what what are our options, right? There's option A, option B, option C. All right, these are your options. What's the most price effective? And then you go through. Then you're less stressed versus like, oh my God, we got to do this thing. I yep. don't know how we're going to get it. You know and what then I'm the saying? downward spiral starts. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I do something similar with the with the task list. Yeah. Do you do um, one at a time or do them all to so start? So the way that my brain thinks, yeah. I can't multitask effectively to a level of a hundred percent yeah right like i wouldn't be able to start one task and then move to something else and because for me i have to literally knock out a task and that task a lot of the times it could be on a local political level where i have to create a thought out email i can't allow my brain to oh yeah i'm going to start this email i'm going to make this phone call i'm going to come back to this email i'm going to handle this you know solution with with the staff like i have to handle things one at a time but seeing the list um, is, is huge for me. And then handling the controllable situations. Whenever I'm stressed now, I literally, Karina and I would say it out loud, but okay, you're right. <laughs> this sucks. We're stressed. What's the first thing that we can do to make this right? Like if you're running late for an appointment, right? Yes, you take a minute. Okay, but what's the very first thing I can do? Am I going to stress all the way? Because you got it side. Am I going to stress the whole time and literally walk in late? Or am I going to sit back, make a phone call, Hey guys, I, you know, I really apologize for running a little behind. I, I should be there in five to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Now you can at least relax, relax. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't do that because one, we're fearful of what other people are going to say. And then two, you know, it, it can be taken as like a disrespectful thing with time, but especially with babies. Like if we now say that we're going to be somewhere, it's tough. Oof, I'm like 20 minutes late now. Yeah, it, yeah. It's crazy. And I'm, I hate being late. To yeah, things. It hard. drives me nuts, but you also have to be realistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think about this, though, too, with society, right? I was talking about society and like culture these days and, you know, putting stress and anxiety on us. When's the last time we've ever went to somebody and been like, oh, my God, I'm so happy today. Like never happens. Yeah. The last time that you've went to somebody or heard somebody say to you, oh, I am so anxious today. Yeah. I am so stressed today. It, it's become so normal to do that. 
so it, that just goes to my point, even for me in my own life, right? I never really go and like, wow, I had a, I had a tremendous, wonderful, great, loving day today. Yeah, no, yeah. you come home, you're like, shit, my day sucked. Yeah. This, this, so it's just adding to the subconscious that we need to be able to control a little bit better. Yeah. Right. The um the the point you made about doing a task and getting it done. So uh, you, I think, if you were in real estate, you would do it similar because if you have a week to get a report done. It takes more than you can't do it all in one shot, right? So yep. I've been time blocking where I'm like, all right, well, for these two hours, I'm doing just this. Then you put that down, you keep it open or whatever, and then you go to the next task. It's similar because, like, I won't answer phone calls when I'm doing certain tasks, and then I'll call everyone back at the same time. So, like, time blocking has been a big thing. Uh, I just wanted to mention that when you were talking about yep. that. And then, as far as the uh, other people talking about their stressful days and everything. Something that's made me less overwhelmed. It's kind of funny to think about. So that I don't tell people why I'm stressed or like I'm busy. You know how I used to say, oh, I'm busy. I can't do it. I can't do yep, it. Yep. I've started to not do that. And in my head to not say it to people, I tell myself no one cares. Everyone's got their own shit going on. Yep. And I always keep telling myself that's that. That's a good thing for sure. With everything. Mm -hmm. Like whenever you want to vent about summer be i'm like no one cares everyone's got their own shit and it prevents me from being stressed and overwhelmed and verbalizing what you're talking about or even writing it down yep which i think is helped something that's happened to me so much lately and it used to drive me nuts at the beginning because you know how i am about my morning routine yes right oh mm -hmm. uh, almost some would say anal but the problem is i was waking up you know 4 45 and then i was waking the baby up at six o'clock the baby then started getting on my schedule and waking up at five o'clock. So like for me, I was I was literally debating. I'm gonna wake up at three forty five. Yeah, you just keep you know, I'll wake up at three forty five to get my stuff done. But at the end of the day, I had to then realize, OK, that's part of the tolerable stress. Right. I can handle that. You know what? I have to handle my baby first. It's only going to be, you know, a couple months, a couple years of this time frame that I'll never get back with her. So at the end of the day, if I do have to put myself to the side, or shorten my workout. That's really what I've been doing is shortening the duration of my workouts. Um, you know, sometimes I only get through eight pages. You guys would be disappointed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, sometimes I just lift the book up, read the title, put it back. No, it's true though. And you know, before I used to be so stuck on, like I almost did it too much to where if I don't get through my routine, I'm basically garbage for the day. Yeah. Whereas now, as long as I'm still in the routine, but I may have to alter a couple things, it's okay. Um, but there was something that I, that I had heard. Um, I, I forget where I heard it, but I can never forget it. It's called the hand test, right? And you basically take your hand for those who are not watching and you look at your palm, right? And you keep your fingers closed and there's all these peaks from the fingers, right? And that is basically your stress, right? So I, my microphone, I need to hold it while I'm showing you. You want me to hold it for you? Um, you have a, oh, you don't have one. Well, no, I have one. I don't know if I could put this right here, but maybe. Am I locked in? You're fine. Maybe I can explain a little better like this. So you, you look insane, by the way, the way you're sitting and you. <laughs> so if you take your hand and you place it in front of your face, right, with your your hand, your fingers closed, you have these peaks at the top of the fingers. So this is usually how our life goes. It goes stress level and then it like balances out a little bit. Then stress level balances out, then stress level, then balances out, then stress level. Right. What okay. we need to do is we need to do this and you need to open your fingers because the same peaks are always going to be there. You have to decide 
what you're going to do to come down from the stress, right? So you open your fingers to make sure that it's not just peaks, but you have valleys too, right? And that's where your morning routines come in. That's where finding time and taking time yourself to, Cigars. to exercise, to smoke a cigar, to read a book, to play an instrument, right? You, your life is always going to be like that. Mm. There's always going to be stress. Same thing with athletes. You were an athlete growing up. I was an athlete growing up. CV was an athlete growing up, right? We're, we're taught on the court, on the field, you're going to lose games. You're going to miss shots. You're going to get beat up. You're going to fall down. Why don't we do that in school? Right. Why don't we teach those same lessons about stress? Because it's the same thing. It's a fact. Mm -hmm. But you have to choose. Are you going to come back bigger, better and stronger from the adversity in your life? Or are you going to fold and never do anything ever again? So that really is the mindset. And, and again, separate for me, because when I was talking to Karina, she's like, no, you get stressed out about a bunch of things. I'm like, no, that's frustration separate frustration from stress it could be mm -hmm. a form of it but stress is something that physically you feel in your body right yeah. your heart starts pumping for anxiety but you feel that 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 moment of weakness right so it's minimizing that also i know i'm ranting here but no, this is good I'm on the you. um <laughs> what other body parts can you uh <laughs> so, <for laughs> you like that hand test but think about this right stress is also good too yeah. which is weird but you need stress to survive yeah if we're driving a car and a car comes head on, right? And you don't have time to react. Usually what your body does, it goes into a stress panic mode, but then it veers you off to the side without you even taking a second to, oh my God, this car is coming 100 miles at me. Let me go to the left. No, that's your body physically feeling the stress and jerking you to the side, mm -hmm. right? Yes, if your eyes are closed, it's probably not going to happen. But you, you, know, you know what I'm talking closed? about. In situations yeah. like that, you do need stressful situations to get you through things. Yeah. So, well, you're growing. You don't grow without any type of stress. Like if you have a stress-free right. life, you're really not going to go. I don't even down. think that really exists. And I don't know if it's sustainable because at we some point watching Shameless, the show. Yeah. But think about it. Right. Because if <laughs> Shameless, I know Shameless, but if Frank were to die on it? Shameless, it's right? Chris Salvo. Frank is Chris Salvo. But think about <laughs> it. Even if you live a stress-free life at some point, somebody you love is. Gonna oh, die. yeah, of course. Of course. There's it's no, just, you know what I mean? No, so there's there's no such thing as a stress-free life. Honestly, for me, I don't even want a stress-free life. I want something that I can manage in life. Yeah. For me, the goal with Callie is to to teach her that, you know what, stressful situations are going to arise. I don't want to be a parent that protects my daughter from every stressful situation in life. Of course, I want to protect my daughter, but I want to actually coach her. I want to teach her through those moments, right? I want to watch her say, you know what, this is terrible. I'm going to give up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Then I sit her down and I say, no, you know what? This is how you're going to get through it. And I'm going to guide her on her way. Mm. I feel like a lot, a lot of times growing up, I'm sure we can all relate to this. You have somebody in your class, somebody at your job that was handed everything, right? Won't say I, names, probably. No, but I don't want anything handed to me, and I don't want anything handed to my daughter. And I think stress is the same way, and that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's fair. The uh, the taking the break is a art. Like, to be able to walk away from a situation or go for a walk or put systematic breaks in your day, I think is important. Sometimes you just, like, burn your, your um, candle at both ends, and then by the end of the day, you're just like, what even happened today? I didn't get anything done because I was just anxious all day, you know, all that stuff. So even this week, what I did was I went for a nice walk. You know, I didn't put my phone out I didn't bring my phone. I just walked outside down the street back and then I refocused and I got back into it.
But sometimes you have so much stuff that's all happening at once. You just got to be like, all right, I need five minutes. I'll be back and I'll figure out how to figure it. I'll figure out how to figure it out. I'll figure out how to deal with it all. But I just got to walk, think about some things, not even this related. And then I'll come back more centered. But sometimes it's like. It's a great, it's a great tactic. So much harder. Sounds so simple. And you get your steps. So much harder to actually apply. Oh, yeah. It's One impossible. thing I really want to do, and I want to get better at it, but I just. I, I haven't been able to say to myself, all right, yeah, you're going to sit down and you're going to just try this is like real meditation because yeah. the studies on it are great. But like my mind is moving a million miles a minute, which is why I probably should meditate. But I've, it's I've, something I would like to look into. I've heard if you want to start, just focus on your breathing to start and yep. that'll get you at least going. Well, I, I, know I have breathing clear. issues. You know. I know, which yeah. which dress you out, it's right? It's tough. Oh, man. Uh, the other thing I want to mention, you talked about with Cali getting up early. I keep coming back to the systems because my theme the systems I have in place now make me less stressed because I know that even if she wakes up, I can still do the workout with her sitting there. Yep. It's just going to be a little harder to get done, but I'll get it done. It's not going to work for me because Callie, she she literally, if I leave her there and cry hysterically, then maybe, but she doesn't no, chill. No, I'm saying everyone's chill. different, but I'm saying for me, yeah, that's no, been something I had to figure out because like you're saying, this week was very inconsistent with her. You know, one day was five, one day was six, one day was 6.30. But knowing that you have a flexible way to get it done and tools in your toolbox, like trying to get this challenge is a little stressful. But I know that worst case scenario, if I don't get my workout in, I could fast all day, mm -hmm. you know, eat at night, which is fine. And then the next day, pick it up again. Yep. You just got to have like plan A, plan B. And also at the end of the day, if this challenge, if something oh, in your yeah, life was, the end of the world. you know what I mean? It was extreme yeah. that would, this would become the last thing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's also realizing too, that we create these stressful environments yeah, by yeah. putting pressure on ourselves, which is, which is crazy. Yeah, absolutely. That's the other thing is you do when you've realized where the stress is coming from, like when you get stressed out about trying to go to too many friends, like parties or like family stuff, you'd like think, oh, well, we're fortunate. We can even have these get together, you know, right. So it's, it's a lot of perspective stuff. Yep. You got to lie to yourself constantly, basically. Yeah. No, it's, that's the truth. But I, I this do. This building is not on fire. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Relax. Just walk out of the building. The rat did not eat through a pipe <laughs> and we are not homeless for the next month. Right. But see, that's the thing though. It will always happen, but it's those who practice every single day to put systems in place, to manage it, that will become elite. I want to try to become elite. Yeah. Right. I want to be elite. I want to be elite. Uh, the other thing is, I think if right off the bat, you can try to make a joke of it just to, for even if you don't verbalize it, but just in your head, say something funny to yourself, it helps. Like any situation, if you insert like a little joke in there, j just, I do it all the time when you're talking. Like I think <laughs> of stuff. When I watch TV, I literally sometimes say out loud like responses to the characters. But, you know, I don't have a good example here. But I've done it a lot where like so everything's going to hell at work, like deals are falling through left and right. I'm like, well, at least I got my steps in because I'm, you know, you just say something to yourself and it calms you down. Something that's funny. If you think yourself as two people, like yep. you're inside and then yep. you're outside, it's like you just got to manage the inside person so that the outside person is pleasant. Smart. I, I had a moment the other day as I looked myself in the mirror in the morning, but it was a stressful morning. Which part, which uh which how, which time was you looking in the mirror? How no, many this times is when I first when I first woke up. First woke up, you know, today's gonna be a good day. You're a good looking dude. Do you kiss Keep the mirror. Moving. No, no, I can't. It's too far. If it was closer, oh, I would have. Yeah, 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 I got double. the 
I, I know vanity in a way. Yes. Um, but so I'm looking in the mirror and I was I was pissed off. Like I was pissed off, but then I felt the stress. And I hate waking up in the stress, you know, just like in a stressful environment like that. Wait, why were you, you because your previous day or the day you were gonna have? No, so as soon as I woke up, then Callie woke up. Oh, oh my okay, god, okay. god, you know what I mean? You so wake then, up frustrated. He's like, I'm not even gonna be able to do right, the workout. Exactly. And then so I'm frustrated, and then I allowed the frustration though to turn into stress. Right. Mm. Sometimes you could just be frustrated and be like, ah shit, you know, and then it's over with. Right. No, this was I was like, I was stressed about it. But then I look in the mirror and I'm like, wow, this is pretty ironic. All my favorite mantras are all stress related. Right. Yeah. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is stress. I have tattooed on my chest. No pain is forever. I've had it there for over 10 years. Don't ask me to do the same. Right. No, no, no. But like I'm literally sitting there and it was a moment that I was like. First of all, this isn't pain, right? This is y your daughter. It allowed me to put it into perspective. Yeah. But all all of my things, right? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like every everything <laughs> is all about the stress. So I had a moment to myself where I was like, you know what? It's not that bad. And I laughed. I actually laughed. And I said, you got it, kid. And I, yeah. yeah. We, we talk a lot of junk on the podcast, which makes you more accountable because you're like, well, I preach all this stuff. I might as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And especially with the wives, right? Oh, which, speaking God. of, they'll be coming soon. <sighs> Amazing. Let's not get stressed. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about, I, yeah. I flash <laughs> in my head to bring it back, the flashes of all the dumb things that right. I've said. Just <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> um, no, this is good stuff, man. Uh, but as always, we got to move to my favorite section. Wait, wait, chef with no snooze. Oh. He's trying to uh, cut me short. So. My favorite wow, section. Wow, we didn't even put that. Why didn't we put that earlier? Hopefully, what? everybody. Listens. No, that's fine. So. This is a, this is the end of the thing. I like it's it. gonna be a quick one today. So I've been doing a. Uh, I haven't posted yet because I'm a little embarrassed. I don't know because <laughs> I'm a little. Embarrassed. I don't know if it looks good enough <laughs> yet. See, uh, <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. Um, I've been doing cauliflower spicy fried rice. Wow. So you get a bag of cauliflower from like a Whole Foods or something, or excuse me, cauliflower fried rice. And one cup is 60 calories. Mm. So the whole bag is like three cups. So 180 calories, give or take. Um, you know, it's it's not crazy on protein for that, but it it's much better than if you did a rice. You know, I'm eating rice on this diet, but sometimes when you got to get the protein in. So you throw that in a pan, you mix in eggs, and then whatever protein you want, and you just add a little sriracha, and it is very good. That sounds delicious. You and gotta, now I'm kind of pissed off that we're not tasting that right now, CV and I. I mean, we're in your house. You're right. I thought there was going to be some chef and with no cooking and stress. Stress. You know, <laughs> I had a million things going on this morning. I, I mean, had a lot going on. So the uh, the other thing you can add, and I don't know if you'll cut this out, but coconut aminos um, are a substitute. Have you had coconut aminos? Coconut aminos, no. It's I've had amino acids. Well, it's substitute for soy sauce. Amino, amino acids? It's in the fridge. Is I, that I what it's called, amino acids? Oh, I don't know. It says co oh, oh. coconut aminos. I don't know what I don't it know. is, but it's a. I've looked up um, uh, substitutes for things, and yep. it's substitute for uh, soy sauce. But it's high in cal, not high. In, it's like fifteen calories per teaspoon. Yep. So a little too high. So I've been doing the sriracha. That sounds very easy. Though. I'm not gonna lie. The I like that. the key is you got to crisp it up nice, mm. and the sriracha caramelizes, Ooh. and it makes it crunchy. Because if cauliflower gets a little crunchy, it's nice. Now you're talking food. The tell them Mike sent you Epps, the verbiage gets better and better every time. You Do you have to study for that? I actually look up before I go. You have to. I right? look up what the menu is, and then sometimes I'll watch like an episode of yeah. someone else doing a show about it. Yeah. And steal some of the like this, but I, I, got, I go back to a lot of the same ones. It's yeah, hard, but I don't. I was cracking up when I heard you say decadent dumpling. <laughs> I'm like, it is, he good. did not. Where did you get the word decadent? 
That's, Dude, the, it's that's very inc- difficult. Keep in mind, the shoots are just like this. The shoots are like two hours. Yep. So it's a three-minute episode, but right. I'm rambling with this dude for three hours. <laughs> so a lot of the times, the first time I see it is when we're posting it. Yep. Like Chris will send it to me, and then it goes up because yep. of the timing. Um, you guys are killing it, man. Every, every episode gets better and better. So the French onion soup one, a little very short story. It's the guy's great guy, the owner, Mark. And the whole time I'm saying French onion soup. But my man is 100% French, yep. so it's just onion soup to him. Oh, gotcha. So I could see him, like, you know when you get a little, like, not stressed, but frustrated with me? <laughs> I, could, I could tell in his face, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, onion soup. So in the final gotcha. cut, I say the onion soup when I'm with in front of him. That's why Very I go back story. I like that. But it's difficult. It's fun. Yeah, no, it's, it makes sense, man. A lot of people doing it uh, also. What? A lot of people are jumping in on the... Uh, the the food tours in town oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh so but friendly here's, competition. here's a little yes the other thing that i've not been stressed about that would stress me on the past the other mantra i say in my head and it's not for this episode but is just be better so like it doesn't matter if someone else has a podcast right. you just gotta be better you just gotta be better yeah and relatable and that's yeah. one thing that i mean with, authentic yes exactly and and Hopefully we do that, but you guys are definitely do that. Can we move to my favorite section yes, now? Yes, we can. This will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. It's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. For me, that's something with stress, right? And like a baby. Your, your load will always be there. That's not what's killing you. It's the way that you wear the stress. It stress. It's the way that you carry it. It's true. Because if you like hold a baby, if you're not carrying the baby right, it's very it hurts yep. the back. Get a baby bajorn. Uh that was a good one. Thank you, sir. Your yours are getting shorter too, which I've noticed. Th- this one, yeah, this they're getting boiled been, down. Been boiled down. Uh so this is Miguelito's mantra. Ito, ito, ito. Assess over guess. Rob Dombrowski. That was a good one. So uh, the fun, short story is I misspelled it yeah. originally. Access. Access. Access over guess. I guess yes. it could kind of work. Um, but shout out to Rob Dombrowski. Uh, Haven't when, seen him since high school, man. Dude's ripped. When we worked at uh, what's it, Boys and Girls Club, Camp Simmons, I came back from a, a, a trip and I basically said, how do I get ripped? And he's like, do not eat carbs and eat tons of protein. Like gave me a very basic because he knew I couldn't handle like yep, the yeah. intricate stuff. And I followed it to a teen. I was like, oh, this stuff really works. I think I even ate an ant off my arm because I was like, is this protein? And I licked it off my arm. So Wow. Um, I just had a moment. Stressed, spelled backwards, is desserts. No, it's not. Is it really? Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. That's crazy. No? Is it true? Yeah. You just realized that. That's another Effie in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.